Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Rut to Roost podcast. Brought to you by Buckeye Bowhunter. And now, your host, Josh Grunt. Well, we'll find out how good you're shooting tomorrow. Huh. Bring it on, baby. I just, yeah, right. Well, I'll tell you about it. All right. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to a new episode of the Rut to Root podcast. Uh, sorry if that intro was a little loud. Let me turn these audios down here, John. Um, we're really excited to have you guys in here today. I got John Shiner with me. Um, if you listened to the last episode, uh, we, you know, me and Bryce had a pretty good conversation, talked a lot about our upcoming season talked a little bit about my uh, Kentucky hunt. So if you're tuning in to hear that, go back to, I think it's episode eight, listen to that one. Um, if you're interested in my Kentucky trip, um, it's just been really hard. Everyone's super busy, John. It's been really hard to get That's everybody true. on the same page. Yeah. So we're, we're um, for at least this round of podcasts, we're kind of splitting them up and we're, you know, making it work, making sure everybody's kind of involved or whatever. So today, you know, if you're sick of listening to Bryce today, you get to hear John. So, um, uh, yeah. How, lucky how, one. Yeah. How's it going, John? I'm happy we could make this happen, man. For real. Yeah, me too. Oh, everything's going good. Uh, temperatures outside in the morning. I dropped my daughter off for school. I almost needed a sweatshirt this morning. It got me quite excited. Yeah, it seemed Getting it the feeling in the air, feel. man. You know what I did today? I've What's got that? my basic bitch on today. <laughs> and uh, on my way to Tiffin for work, I got a pumpkin spice latte. Wow. Yeah, it was nice, man. Wow. I'm a big fan of the pumpkin spice lattes. and But it's got to be that fall, you know, sort of feel in the air. And that's how it felt this morning, man. So... Yeah, it was yeah, uh, getting my blood boiling. I'm pretty excited about it. For sure. Yeah, yeah, no, everything's going good. Getting excited. I know last time we talked, um, I didn't have anxiety, but I knew that my bow was not where I needed it to be. Um, we kind of teamed up and got together and did a little paper tuning. Refletched the yeah, arrows. Well, remind people, you got new strings, right? I did, yeah. Early on in, like, April, I got them. And I shot <clears throat> my bow a little bit. But um, 
not enough to really see what was going on. And then when I got out and shot, um, yikes. Yeah. Way off eight inches at 20 yards. Um, and then when I reach back and you know, step it out to like 40 yards, you could see, um, something was going on with the flight, you know, the, the flipping around was, that tail end, they were swinging left and right going down range. So, um, a tune was, you know, what the doctor ordered and we did that, refletched it. I'm feeling good now. Feeling really yeah, good. Fletched up some new arrows. We, uh, I got a little paper tuning contraption. Me and John met and, you know, put his arrows through paper and it took us a little bit to figure out what was going on. I don't know. We were going surprisingly, like, yeah. surprisingly, we made uh, significant adjustments. Um, more than I thought we would need. Um, I think our major issue was um, the D loop was not in the appropriate position. Um, we got that addressed after, I don't know, 40 arrows through paper. <laughs> yeah, and that's, but, a, that's a big thing, man, because I think a lot of people, a lot of hunters who just, you know, they go get new strings and then they shoot their field points all year and then they slap a broadhead on and go hunting. And that's, you know, good. It's not good. You know what I mean? How far were your broadheads shooting right or whatever? Six inches, you said? Oh, six to eight. Yeah. the broad. So, uh, again, I guess I wasn't clear. Um, you know, the field point field points shot. Okay. But as soon as I threw, my broadheads on and I'm shooting the day six Evos on, um, victory TKO That's arrows. Big cut on contact fixed blade broadhead. Yeah. And Oh my goodness. It, you, it was, uh, with you, just your eye, you could see the flight was way off. Yeah. Um, when the field points, you know, I could hit the target. Okay. You could see something was going on with the fletchings. But as soon as I threw that uh, broadhead on, oh boy, was it um, exaggerated. So, but yep. again, yep. we got it dialed back in, kind of start from scratch, adjusted the D loop, moved the rest, did the whole deal. And uh, let's see, on the last, we left the range, um, ele elevated platform, like 35 yards. Put it right oh yeah you did drill it didn't you right there at the yeah, end drilled it <laughs> you dog drilled it that's drilled how you walk it. off man yeah walk off yeah drop uh, the mic and walk away man exactly <laughs> no but that that's that's a really good point and i'm happy you bring that up you know just for a lot of hunters like if you haven't you know if you guys are shooting and you haven't practiced with broadheads it is so important to practice with the actual broadheads that you're shooting even if you're shooting you know mechanicals they tend to fly about the same as you know field points but um some mechanicals they do have little wings to them rages and stuff have little you know wings kind of sticking out whenever they're flying down range but like especially putting on a big um you know fixed blade you know single bevel broadhead like that like it's definitely, you're just putting wings on the front of it. And if it's not straight, yeah, you're just going to get crazy erratic flight. And, and those shots you were taking where you were six to eight inches off, those are what, 20 yard shots? 20 yards. 
Yeah. So, so imagine. Was... <laughs> yeah. Imagine shooting at a deer at 30 or 35 yards. Like completely miss. Yeah. You're going to hit him in the knee or something, you know? So definitely very smart. I'm happy we got you straightened out and shooting straight and feeling comfortable. Yeah. We're going to shoot a 3D tournament tomorrow. Yep. So we'll see how that goes. It'll go for, you feeling go confident? Good. It's fun. Yeah. Oh yeah. Super yeah. confident. Um, dude, it's, it's good to get high quality reps in. You know, there's 3D. There, you know, if you can't get one on your own, I know they're a little expensive, but you can get like because I've got one, um, and it's just a, a what do you call it? Uh, de- had one of those defect like a sc- scratch and dent refrigerator <clears throat> i got a reinhardt deer um and it was you know some of the foam was messed up on it so i got it at a big discount you know so what uh, i'm throwing arrows uh, into I, it and destroying it anyways so i had one but, up until last year and i it kind of fell apart on me but i'm a huge proponent of shooting at an actual deer target i think that's like sure super important and a lot you know if you guys if any of the listeners you know if you're in if you're not into doing 3d shoots or if you've never heard of it you never done it um absolutely awesome way to get practice in go have fun with your buddies just imagine golfing with bows and arrows it's essentially what it is and uh you know this time of year they tend to you know you'll see all kinds of different crazy targets meet john and me and John, you, we were talking about this earlier, but you'll see elk and Bigfoot and turkeys and shooting armadillos and all kinds of stuff all summer. But this time of year, you know, deer season's coming up. You'll start showing up to some of these shoots and it's just 30 deer targets. So everybody's got the same and that, thing in mind. Let's practice, get, you know, tighten it up and get ready for deer season, you know. So um, definitely a fun thing to do. But yeah. yeah. It gives yeah, you a little it's a great exercise. To, it does, yeah, but it's. I think it's a good exercise to um, give yourself more uh, scenarios. You know, it's not always. You know, you can get creative in your backyard or on your property or whatever, but to go somewhere new, um, different ranges. You know, some of them are at seventeen yards, and some of them are at twenty-seven yards. And some of them, you know, they set it, they try to set it up, you know, to make it fun. You shoot uphill on one and then you shoot down or you shoot down into a creek or you're shooting um, through grass. You know, there's a branch in the way. Yeah. Yep. But um, yeah, yeah, it just gives you different scenarios and kind of locks you in. I just always thought like the aspect of like, you know, I don't do it too much anymore, but I used to go with like a bunch of buddies, you know, so when you're up. You got four or five guys razzing you and watching you. So that's like simulated pressure of like shooting a deer. So um, especially like I used to do actual tournaments. So you're like competing like for real, you know, trying to win cash prizes and stuff. And and that kind of pressure, I would always crumble and do terrible. So that's (laughs) essentially, you know, (laughs) bleeds right into deer hunting. (laughs) But uh um yeah it's just it's good practice so you know any of the listeners now any of the listeners out there if you guys have never done it definitely give it a try they're all over the place and it's it's easy they're all over Um, most of them are sportsmen's associations and the people are super welcoming 
Um, <clears throat> it's not that expensive, maybe between five and 20 bucks. Um, but yeah, yeah to walk through and if you could shoot through the course and, you know, bury it, you know, dead deer through the whole course, you're walking away feeling, uh, feeling pretty good about yourself. Confidence high, yeah. which absolutely. is I think something you absolutely need to go into the season. Absolutely, man. It's a good way to, you know, build that confidence beforehand. But um, if you want, John, let's kind of like deer seasons, like we are going to shoot tomorrow. I'm excited about that. But like, I kind of want to talk about like some deer hunting strategy stuff today. For sure. For sure. Yeah, I know. Um, we Let's see. It's been a while since we talked. I know we tried to put something together and had some technical difficulties, but I actually made it, you know, I made it out to the property a couple of times since our last podcast. Um, and I'm excited. Walked around. I saw, found some Oak trees, dropping acorns, um, hung a bunch of extra cameras. Um, I found a, a scrape and this is two weeks ago. So, shoot end of august so I, I was you know almost shocked when i saw it but yeah it was there that's <laughs> early fresh um yeah. really early yeah i was walking around surprised when i saw it but yeah it's it was there um food plots growing now um, well, let me stop you real quick do you think that that's a scrape like that I mean, where'd you find it? Was it like tight to cover? Was it like, you know, in a, in a spot so where you within, your buck? I, I honestly, I doubt it was a mature buck. Um, maybe, I don't was. know. I That's tend to, to I tend to think stuff like that, like the earlier, you know, I'm looking at my cameras and a lot of bucks that are like one to two years old still have velvet on their racks right now where the bigger, more mature three, four-year-olds have lost it and they're all hard-horned. And I, I tend to think a lot of times the earliest sign that you find is a is a bigger buck usually or a more mature buck um, kind of laying the groundwork early because he knows what's coming maybe or something. But I that could just be totally made up. I don't know. I was just excited to see it. Um, Pretty cool. But, yeah, I walked around <clears> – <throat> Saw some promising things, you know, obviously a lot of deer sign. Um, but yeah, I know uh, I got some, I guess, I don't know how to put this without, you know, uh, trying to be politically correct and not be a jerk. But um, I think my, you know, property out there, I, I share it with some people and I feel like every year, um, Everybody want you know wants to grow in numbers, so we've got another guy, uh, brand new to the scene, going to be part of the whole group. Um, it's a uh, it's fun, but it's frustrating at times. Um, you know, everybody would like to have their own you know five hundred acre track that you know they solely get to hunt, um, but that just isn't the reality um, of most situations. Yeah. But I think going into this season, I need to stay patient. Um, 
not get frustrated with others um, and kind of pave my own way, you know, just because it's going to be pressured. I got to keep telling myself um, it's pressured, but there's still bucks there that are worthwhile. They're shooters. They're always there. Um, I'm just going to have to challenge myself to go the extra mile and kind of hunt outside of the box and I think um, that's gonna that's gonna pay off this year. I can't just yeah. do what everybody else is doing and what I've always done. I need to um, be a little bit more on my toes, look a little bit more at the details, um, and it should you know I'm putting in the work, so it, it should pay off. And that's kind of what me and Bryce talked about yesterday too was. A couple points kind of that remind me of what you're talking about is that um, I don't think, like you said, those big bucks, they're always there. And I really do think they're always there. Those bigger bucks, like it takes a lot to kick them out of an area. You know, if they get on to yep. you and they know they're being hunted or another hunter bumps them or whatever, sure, they might relocate a little bit, but they're not going to the next county. So hunting the hunters right knowing where they like to go where they like to hunt where these other guys that you're competing with or whatever for lack of a better term are going essentially will tell you where the deer are not going to be and you know changing it up and and that's hard john because you know you've been hunting this property since you know you were a kid right since i was 12 yeah and we talked oh, about that too that. like i've been hunting a lot of my property since i was like 12 years old so we come into every season with these biases about how to make, about make, you know, informing our decisions that we're making based on bucks we saw or almost shot 10 years ago and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Where, you know, I know you're super excited about across the swamp because of all the success and whatever you had yet last year, but don't be afraid to, you know, and I I'm guilty of this too. It's hard, but like just doing completely random things that, you know, that you have never done or getting out or looking at, try to looking at the property in like a new light, you know what I mean? And, um, yes. especially if you're going to have a new guy in there and changing stuff up and he's going to have his spot and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think it's going to hinder your ability to kill a deer. I think it's just going to no. test how, you know, well you can kind of adapt and, like you said, think outside. Absolutely. And, you know, big, big deer have got, you know, they've been shot in that area. Um, sporadically out of our, our, you know, neighborhood group, if you want to call it square acres of everybody. Um, <clears throat> so it's always been pressured always. And you ask the guys that have shot really nice deer you know, we're talking, you know, 140s and up, um, you know, tell me the story, what happened. And as you listen, you kind of put the dots together that, um, you know, the, not that they're not good hunters, but it always seems to happen. You know, the story is, well, you know, my regular spot, something was wrong with it, whatever, the, a strap broke on the step. So I just had to I, I just walked around and found a brand new spot and oh my gosh, he walked over the hill, you know, 
at 15 it's always, yards. It's always the guy with the five-gallon bucket walking out there, you know? So it's just yeah. sitting somewhere random, yeah. Yeah, and it yeah. broke, you know, something broke his routine. And he went into a spot that probably nobody's walked into for whatever amount of time. And he plops his butt down. And Mr. Big walks over the hill, not expecting anybody to be there because he's patterned everybody else um, in their spots or, you know, the highly pressured spots, the easy places to get to. Um, yep. Well, that goes back to the first sit in, an, in a spot is going to be your best chance, right? So talking about it that, is. that kind of brings us around to kind of what we're trying to talk about is kind of what our plans are here coming up. You got this buck across the swamp hitting this bean field like daily, but we were talking earlier, he's kind of disappeared. Yeah. Like what are your, what are your thoughts about that? So you had, so you had consistent photos of him all summer long in the last week. He's just kind of disappeared. Have the, are the beans still green? Have the beans started browning up or no beans are still green. Um, the does are still, um, doing their thing. Um, they're still out there. They're still, um, walking the edge. Um, yeah, I, you know, I get so conflicted and it's like, you know, we talk about this all summer and, you know, the excitement and anticipation, I got to get out there. He's going to walk out, you know, opening day. He has to, right. I've got pictures of him, uh, you know, for weeks and weeks walking out of this spot and I have to, uh, kind of reel myself in. You know, I, I lean on, you know, you and some of my other hunting buddies and, um, you know, to kind of ground. Yeah, we, all got, we all got to some, have somebody to reel us in sometimes, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, like my buddy at work, you know, I'm like, man, I, I got to get over there, you know, prep my stand. This is like two weeks ago. I got to get over there. I'll sneak over there, uh, you know, maybe middle of the day, you know, 12, 1. You know, trim out my tree. I know which tree I'm going to sit in, um, you know, get my steps in, you know, hang a platform, trim everything out, get it ready. Um, so for opening day, I can just walk in and whoop, up the tree. And it was funny. He goes, you're not honestly serious, are you? And I'm like, <laughs> what do you mean? He goes, no. What have you been talking about all summer? And you're going to go in and goof it up? You know, Stay out of there. and I'm like, ah, you know what? You're totally right. I'm too excited. I'm too, um, you know, getting a little bit of tunnel vision and it's funny, you know, I call you and I'm like, same scenario. I'm like, I want to get over there and, and hang it. And you're like, absolutely not. What are you doing? And yeah. you know, I'm appreciative for you guys. Um, cause <laughs> dummy me being excited, you know, wanting to get over there. You know, no, well, I mean, just stay out. Yeah, I I think that's probably the best idea. But like, you know, he I mean, you didn't even go over there and he disappeared on you. So what do you think? Where is he at right now? You True. Think? True. I don't think he went far. Um, I think he's within. He's within. A thousand yards. You're not even getting pictures of him after dark. No. You don't think you no. think that those acorns you're talking about dropping may have pulled him off of that bean field? 
So I, I bet you there's acorns. Well, I, I don't know that for sure, but I have a feeling he just switched to a different betting spot. Um, and I'm just, you know, he could be act. That field is massive, huge, yeah. And he could right. just, you know, be betting in a different spot, still hitting the same beans. Um, and I'm just not getting the pictures. Um, but I know when I hunted it last year, um, the does don't change their bedding. They've got a bedding area. They love it. They stay their routine. Um, but you know, hunting it and also getting pictures, you know, the bucks have different bedding areas for different winds and he's not far. He's around. I just have to catch him. Um, honestly, I think that pre-rut time, um, that pre-rut time, dogging them does, checking them. I'm going to have my shot at him. So, so um, is that your I plan? I don't know where he's. It's That's say it's be my plan. Cause you, I, it's it's 78 degrees leading up to opening day. Temperature drop. It's 55 degrees Saturday morning, and it's going to be a high of 62. You got the wind you want. Where are you going, John? Oh, oh buddy. Where are you going? I guess I'm going to ask you and my buddy oh. from work. <laughs> I'll even give you this. You got, say, between now and then you have, you know, maybe a, a half a dozen more pictures of him on that bean field. Yeah, I got to get out there. I, think so. I think I would probably agree. I got to be there. I probably agree. Those cold fronts, those weather fronts are huge. And that's, you know, especially this time of year, but now if it's like 75 degrees or if it's consistently, you know, 75 for like 10 straight days and I'm on, you know, it's going to stay that way for the following couple days. There ain't no way I'm going over there. Yeah. But, you know, contingency plans are kind of what we're talking about now. And I've been thinking about that the last couple of days, last couple of weeks. You know, if I don't get that perfect weather, that perfect cold snap. Um, and if the weather's, you know, good enough, you know, if it's not a heat wave, you know, I'm not going to go out there during a heat wave. But if, you know, the weather is okay and I'm getting pictures of just deer on their feet. Um, I think I'm going to throw that pack out, you know, my whole setup on my back. And I've got a big uh, swamp that typically a lot of deer like to bed in the fringes of it. Um, I think I'm just going to throw it on my back, walk in the wind and kind of skirt that swamp and walk all the way around and look for, rubs hmm. buck sign and if i see something you know that's like ooh, something's happening i'm gonna climb and hopefully catch something you know in his comfort zone where he's betting and catch him coming out kind of sticking with that hunting on hot sign that's that's my big goal this year is to make sure like the majority of my hunts that i'm on that I feel like I'm in the game. That was what I noticed when I was in Kentucky, not to talk too much about Kentucky, but 
like a lot of those hunts, I just was like, I don't even know what I'm doing here. Like, this is kind of goofy. You know what I mean? So like my goal is hot sign or I'm scouting, you know, I may not hunt as much as I want to, but when I do hunt, I'm going to be in a spot. I feel good. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. No, I agree. I think I was guilty of that last year as well of sitting because a buck got shot here at some point in the last five years, you know, it doesn't, yep. you know, more often than not, I've sat there and not, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's not going to work out 99.9% of the time. And it's good to sit, you know, it's fun to sit, um, and, you know, hunt, but, um, to really maximize your time, you need to be in the game. And I think yep. we both, um, were guilty of that in years prior of just sitting just to sit. Um, yep. and we got to kind of change it up to, so, so my, success. yeah, my, my plan is kind of, um, at this point, I don't really have a shooter buck on camera this summer. I got six or seven cameras out, you know, cell cams that send me pictures every other day. And I literally have not had a single buck that I'm like, that's a buck I want to shoot. So, um, I'm not too worried though, cause I've had plenty of years like this and, you know, they just tend to show up right around, you know, October or something and, and they stay through the rut or whatever on some of these properties. But, um, I think if I don't have like the, the right conditions, the right weather, and I don't have a buck that I specifically like want to go after, I do have a couple properties that are like, um, I don't know what you would call them, like kind of throwaways or whatever. Like I, I, you know, I'm not really worried about messing it up. Um, if I have time to go hunt, I'm definitely going to go hunt, but I'm not going to go in after, you know, into an area where I know bucks are going to be in at some point or, you know, you're just messing it up. Um, so I do have like my go, go to like doe killing farms and that's kind of, what I'm going to try to focus on more killing my does early, getting meat in the freezer and, and kind of holding out and waiting for that strategic like attack, you know, October 5th or 6th, we get that cold front. Like we did a few years ago and I shot this buck right here. Uh, you know, that's what I'm looking for. Something like that. Get on acorns, walk in with the stand on my back find hot sign yeah. you know in in hunt so yeah no i but, think that's a great strategy I'm, I'm probably gonna follow in suit you know if i don't have the scenario where i'm feeling good about you know shooting a nice big buck you know and i and i've got the itch or i've got the free time um i know my time is limited um but i gotta get out there right um yeah, That's but if like you're in, if you're up at your your cabin up there, you're up there. You might as well hunt. But if it's yeah. seventy five degrees, yeah. like why go across the swamp and muck that all up? You know, just yep. hunt. You know, over. That's why I have my food plot in your spot. You know? yeah, That's when I put that work in. Um, because the does, the does, no matter what weather, they will be there. They love it. Yeah. Good. <laughs> so, good. to you know. And again, that's just kind of 
honing your skills, you know, shoot a doe early. Doe meat tastes pretty darn good too. And, you know, I always, I don't know. I'm, I'm big on confidence and feeling good and doing your due diligence and being prepared. Um, and that just, you know, shooting a doe early just affirms all of your hard work. Um, you put it right in the kill zone and you're like, okay, all the work I put in, I'm here, I'm ready. I'm good to go. Um, and that's a great way to put it. The confidence is soaring. And, you know, every time I, you know, the, the day I decide, okay, the weather is right. The wind is right. The sign is there and I'm going to hang and I am going for gold. Um, I don't have any reservations in the back of my mind, you know, hopefully I've shot a doe already. I've paper tuned my bow. I've practiced, um, you know, it just gets that monkey off your shoulder. It gets that monkey off yeah, your shoulder, man. It gets that it like does. that feeling like I haven't killed a deer in oh almost a year. Like I need I need to I need to get some blood on my hands. I need to kill a deer. I need to get get the rust off, you know, and for you know, remember what this is like. Um yeah. I know that's what happened to me last year. I killed that doe. It was an opening weekend, but I think it was the second weekend, or it was like a Thursday night or something like that. And uh I remember because I hadn't killed a deer since I didn't kill a deer the entire winter. I killed that buck the year before in the fall, like November, but it had been like, you know, a long time. Cause usually I'll kill a deer in like January, February. So it doesn't seem as long, but I didn't do that this year. So like, I remember shooting that doe and I was just like, Holy crap. I forgot what this was like. <laughs> like that was crazy, you know? So it's just mm-hmm. a good, like, you know, get your mind right and ready, ready to go. Cause I promise you, you know, I don't care who you are. If the first deer that walks in front of you that season is a 165 12 pointer that you've been like, at least me, man. See, I, see, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm missing him or something. <laughs> I'm going to do something stupid. Or, or I'm shaking out of my boots. Yeah. Or, you know, oh, did I, did I shoot enough? Is it, is it going to, is it going to land where I think it's going to land? Is, uh, you know, you're in your head too much. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, I think that's, you know, early season plan, whack a doe. Um, again, just being patient and not getting too frustrated. Let the season happen. Um, you know, I still have one spot I need to knock on a door. Um, my schedule hasn't allowed me to do it. It's been on, you know, my never-ending list of to-dos um but i gotta knock on another guy's door um to get let me just can i can i throw some advice out there john let me just say this i think you want it too much man let me just say (laughs) that it will always elude you until so in like I hear people say this, and there's some truth to it, man. And it sounds like you know woozy, well, uh, you know fugazi, fugazi, or whatever. How like you know people who are like serious hardcore buck hunters took everything so seriously, all the analytics, all the data, and so specific about everything they did. Blah 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 blah. It wasn't until they kind of like just 
let go of a lot of that and just tried to start having fun with it, you know, that they like actually started killing more deer or more big deer. And, you know, I fear that sometimes like that happens to me. Like I get way too in my head and I'm making decisions and almost like shooting myself in the foot a lot of times too. You know what I mean? And the seasons that I have just been like, you know what? I really don't care what happens this year. You know, I just want to have fun. I want to make some, you know, good content and film some cool stuff. And like, if I shoot a deer, I shoot a deer. Those are the years that I've had like awesome years, you know, cause you're right. Uh, you got like a clear mind and you're thinking more clearly or whatever. And right. you, you said, you said it earlier in the podcast, how like you were like, I didn't have anxiety or anything like, man, deer hunting shouldn't give us anxiety. You know, no, it should it just, shouldn't. yeah. Like if we're getting that worked up about stuff, like, like we need to take a step back and i'm definitely guilty of that man like i get into spots you know i take it so seriously and i get so tunnel vision like you were talking about that you know you just start making bad decisions and you know a couple bad decisions in your season can set you on a path that you never wanted to go down and kind of ruin your whole deer season you know what i mean so keeping it light keeping it fun but being smart at the same time Sure. I think that's the, still working hard. You know, still, it's, yep. that's not an excuse to get lazy. Yeah. Um, well, that's fun too. You know, I like that stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, um, so yeah, that's plan a plan B, you know, um, you know, we, we've had, we've gone down to Southern Ohio a couple of times. Um, I really wouldn't take that off the um schedule just yet i think that's going to be a solid plan c right you know we're both going to hunt our local farms but you know i think we were talking about it earlier if things just kind of get hectic um like i said with this new guy being on my place i don't know i don't know him i don't you know if things get a little wild, I may just, let's just pack it up and go south, right? Yep. Hit some public up. Um, I think that would be, like you just said, very fun. Yep. You know, I hunting public that. is like, uh, I've really enjoyed it because if something gets messed up at public, you're like, eh, well, that's public, right? <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> it's nobody's spot there, you know, yep. it's everybody's. So if something gets messed up out there, you know, it, yep. it's whatever, you know, that's what there's you always know, not, another Ridge. Yeah. Not, not to keep bringing up what me and Bryce talked about yesterday, but that was another topic we, we touched on was that like, you know, how there's like those two camps of like YouTube stars or whatever, who are like, you know, it seems like every YouTube show you watch, like they're all so aggressive in their tactics. Like we're going to get into yeah. the bedding area. We're going to hunt the bedding area. And, you know, me and Bryce were talking how like in our situations, like that's kind of a stupid way to hunt. I think, you know, you only got 80 acres. Like why would you go ruin that if you got nowhere really else to hunt? But down there, public land, like when I was in Kentucky, like, yeah, man, like go for broke on every hunt get aggressive get crazy it. with it yeah you know but you know on the 80 acres 
or up at your cabin or something like that. That's kind of a good way to, you know, kick all the deer out of your property really quick and have a goofy, terrible season. Right. Yeah. Right. And it's, you know, if I can play my cards right at my place, the neighbors are going to do that. And, you know, I want to reap the benefits. I want to reap the benefits. That's Um, a good point. But, yeah, I know. Having plan C, go down south, give it a shot. I think that could be fun. Um, And in all honesty, you know, maybe a plan D. Um. I wouldn't be opposed to, you, know, you talked about Kentucky heading down there, giving that a shot. That'd be um, fun too. And, you know, I've been doing a little uh, desktop research. I don't know that uh, Pennsylvania public is out of the cards. For That's me not too far. Yeah, especially, yeah, where, where your camp is, man. You ain't too far from it. And there's a couple of chunks of public over there that, you know, who knows what's there. I, you know, I've never scouted it, but again, that could be fun to, if things aren't going right for me where I'm at, you know, go get them. Right. Yeah. I, you know, I think that's a really good idea because a lot of times, and I, I, you know, not to just keep talking about things that I do wrong every year, but. I don't have enough properties to like hunt as much as I want throughout the whole year and not have a significant like negative impact on the deer herds and you know how they're moving through that property. So changing it up this year, like you're saying, maybe branching out to new areas, branching out to some public, branching out to Kentucky, some Southern Ohio stuff and kind of, um, you know, letting your stuff relax, you know, while the conditions aren't great, you know, say you got a weekend coming up and it's going to be 80 degrees in the middle of October, but you know, the wife and kids are going to be out of town and you have to, you know, like you got time to go hunting. Like, well, let's not go blow up your good spot. Let's, let's go drive down to Southern Ohio and, you know, learn some new public and try some crazy stuff out, you know, and, and, see how we do down there you know yeah absolutely make it a learning experience you know maybe exactly. we'll find a honey hole you know it may not uh, work out and we get one but you know if we can come away with some sort of info i think that's a win yep that's why i said i said in my kentucky trip dude i learned more in five days i think than i've learned in the last three years hunting the property the properties that I've been on for the last 15, 20 years, like, unfortunately you get in a thing, like I said, what we were talking about earlier, like you kind of not stop learning, but it gets kind of stagnant and you stop looking to learn things. Cause you're just expecting things to happen the same every year. And you're, Oh, this rub line shows up here every year, but like going to a new place, going to a new chunk of public kind of forces you to, like be a woodsman you don't have cameras you don't have any you gotta read sign like yeah yeah i forgot about that almost you know what i mean was the last time you were you it's know true. so it, it was true yeah it's it's definitely and i think we learned we learned that the hard way i think with this last turkey trip uh, yeah you know that's a perfect example 
Yeah, exactly. Hunted for three days, didn't see any turkeys. And then we're like, you know, get covered up in birds the minute we find any turkey sign. <laughs> it was like, yeah, oh, wild. Wow, that's goofy. Look how that works. But, but yeah, I'm, I'm pumped, man. I'm absolutely like just chomping at the bit. I know I'm checking my cameras like every morning at like 5 a.m. I wake up like, well, what's on my cameras tonight? Like hoping some kind of big buck shows up, you know? bound yeah. to happen at some point but your buck dude that eight pointer you got showing up man that's a big eight he's yeah he would be uh i would be tickled to death to uh, like, put my hands on him like that's 135 140 inch eight that's a big eight pointer dude yeah you can just see you know him you know with other deer around him and he's just so much more muscular and just staturely bigger than everybody else. Well, Not what just his antlers, but you could just what, see his maturity in his body. Oh yeah. Different. What I noticed in the photos you sent me was his belly sagging. He's got a big pot belly. Yeah. Which is characteristic of a five year old plus deer. So that's, I mean, you know, he's a big mature deer. Yeah. And you look at his front shoulders and it's like, uh, not comparing him to people, but you could see he's got like traps almost, you know, like his <laughs> shoulders yeah. are big. He's got like cow <laughs> shoulders or something, man. And how a deer gets to five or six years old up there with oh, all the hunters you got around you. He's a warrior. That dude is, I mean, if you kill him, or he's a lucky or he's a lucky son of a bitch. I don't know, man. If you <laughs> kill him, you, you, you got the, the magic dude. Cause he's going to be tough. That dude's smart. Yeah, you know he's going to be super challenging. So, like, and, if you know, if you're if you're thinking about your property, not to change the subject, if you're thinking about your property and like where you've hunted, where you've gone, where you walk, where you get pictures of this buck, is there anywhere where like you've never been? Like, can you think of any spots that you've like literally never walked through? Um, so. Uh, see what I'm getting at? Off, off, yeah, yes, off camera, yes, or I'm, I'm sorry, on camera, no. In real life, yes, meaning the neighbors. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> um, like I like what I'm no, trying to I'm get just at. Kidding. No, I, I think you're dead on. Um, like I said, that's why I wanted to knock on couple extra doors um to expand like i said 80 acres in a corner of my property um but i guarantee you he's within a thousand yards yeah that could be the neighbors or the neighbor beyond that so to branch out and <clears throat> you know get permission on some extra properties to get myself closer to where i think he's hiding um would be beneficial. There still are places. And yes, I, in my mind, I have never put time into, I think some of the neighbors that share permission have stands in the general area. Um, but I don't, I'm not convinced that they, well, what I'm, are not, are what I'm trying enough to... to blow them out. You know, they might just be gun guys. 
I got you. Um, and I got to get, like I said, I got to go a little farther, try a little harder. Like what I'm getting and, at, is there like an acre or a half an acre spot, like a specific location that like you've never ever walked into on your property because you're like, screw that, dude. It's like too thick. It's too wet. I'm not going over yeah. there. Like, are there yeah, locations so, like that? Yes. And he very well could just hide there. Um, it's in the swamp. It's where the stem count is, you know, it looks impenetrable. That's what I was getting at. I know he's until in you get like binoculars and look through all them little tight little stems and you can see like a rub like 40 yards in. You're like, nah, there ain't no way somebody can get their antlers through this. But somehow, some way he's like behind the fortress wall of solitude. You know, yeah, dude, he's in there. I know he's in there. I know you believe you believe it to death that he's like hidden in there. I know he is. And I, I'm, we've walked, I've walked that property 20 times with you and yeah. we've, we always just walk around it. And there's that big beaver dam that John uses his big yeah. beaver dam to cross over to his, you know, the other side of the, the swamp where he's trying to hunt this buck or whatever. But like <clears throat> that whole section, like, it's just like braided streams kind of through there. Right. And so, yeah, the it's, a, it's, a, it's, a fen, it's a fen. So it's a, uh, it's a wetland categorized as a wetland, but it's a fen meaning water continuously flows through it. So it's always wet and there's water moving. Um, but there's definitely dry spots in there somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's yeah, because you can see even just crossing the beaver dam. There's tracks all over the beaver dam. Yeah. And there's portions of it where you can like sneak perpendicular to the beaver dam or, you know, um, move it like a 45 degree angle away from the beaver dam. But like I said, the mud for 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 a person to walk through it you're going to go mud to the tippy top of muck boots. It's almost like a waiter. You need waiters to travel through it, but you don't really want to do that either. Cause you're scared yeah. that there's going to be a five foot uh, oh. sinkhole that you're going to go to your armpits Yeah, and half of it, you know, you're going to go mud to your waist. And you're not going to get out. Like it had scary you get pictures of these deer. Do they ever have like muck up to their knees or something? Up to their bellies. I've got pictures oh, of deer with mud dude, to their bellies. That big deer is living in there. <laughs> that's where he's at. Guaranteed. And if I were you, John, you I know you got acorn trees in mind that are buttoned right up next to that thing. Right up yep. next to that. I guarantee you he's he's hitting that somewhere. That's where he's at. And that's why he's alive, because nobody goes in there, nobody walks through that. Nobody will try to walk through that. No. I don't even know that I'm going to, I mean, I may, but it's going to be, I, is the juice, juice worth the squeeze? Cause I could just see, you know, goofy me going, trying to get in there and it's just treacherous. And then I go to mud to my waist and like, you know, you get like that claustrophobic feeling when you go down in the mud, why, you know, <laughs> You know, now if I shoot him and he goes in there and I got a blood trail going in there, 
believe you me, nothing is going to stop me from going in there and getting him. Yeah. Um, well, I, I'm not proposing that you go in there after him. Yeah. I'm just saying hunting the edges of that moving forward, I think is, uh, you know, I, I think that's a ticket. Yeah. If you can find, if you get a cold front, say if we get a cold front, October 12th, at that point, the beans are probably browning up pretty good. You're probably not going to get a lot of deer out in those bean fields. The acorns are going to be dropping like crazy. You go in across the swamp, cold front, October 12th. I would, you know, I don't know if you remember, but me and you hunted over there, and we kind of walked the edge of that swamp for a long ways. Um, yeah. And we kicked up those deer or whatever at the that far yes. end. Like, I would just walk that whole edge until I find a big acorn tree dropping that has some kind of deer sign, or you find a big scrape, or you find a rub line coming out of that swamp. And, you know, that's where I, I would hunt, you know. Yep. But. Uh, I think you're right. <clears throat> I think you're right. Now, if we get a crazy cold front opening weekend and those beans are still green and you still got does going out there hitting those beans, you know, I'd probably that's try that. Yeah. Uh now it's 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 interesting because I know I've hunted in different areas along that swamp, and I've watched <clears throat> I've watched a buck that's spooked, right, and he's going 100 miles an hour fast as he can, and I've watched him cross, you know, that swamp from one end to the other is you know maybe 150 200 yards from you know bank to bank, yeah, and I. I kid you not, he probably crossed that thing in 15, 20 seconds, just leaping, you know, going down water up to his neck, swimming, grabbing some mud and just flinging himself and, you know, just flung himself across that swamp. And I was just amazed, you know, he made a crazy amount of noise, but, um, you know, things that seem impenetrable to us. You know, they can do it. Oh, yeah. It's nothing to them, man. But, yeah, man. I think, uh, I, I need to get a big buck on camera before I come up with any plans. I think, I think the back 40, okay. right? Yeah. Anybody who watches my YouTube channel, they know I hunt the back 40. The, the back 40, I've been hunting it for, I don't know, five years now, it's kind of mostly a big select cut. And uh, I have a few, like, three-year-olds on camera there right now, um, almost every day, but I don't know if I'd shoot them. But last year, John, you remember, too, all the big deer that I was getting on camera, like, come late October, November there. So... My plan is to kind Dude, that of that wide, that super, that super wide buck is just. I would love him. He would be so cool. He, he's not going to score great for you, but no, really. Short oh time. man, he is gnarly, man. Yeah, but I, th- you know, 
that one photo I have of him was in the daylight, but I think like 90% of the pictures I had of deer on that farm were at night. Right. Yeah. So, you know, it's not a big chunk of property. You cross the, this Creek It's kind of encompassed by a Creek and you cross that Creek and like, I mean, you're talking 12 acres, maybe something like that. And you walk through there three or four times in the month of October, like think about what kind of impact you're having on the deer herd there. So like my plan for this year is to just kind of like not cross the Creek until like that late, late October, early November timeframe and hoping I might get more daylight activity out of bucks because the thing that property has going for it is it is super thick, super high stem count, super good cover for like the rut late season you'll get a ton of does held up in there in the middle of winter because it's so darn thick so you know the bucks want to be there but i think you know the does kind of tolerate the pressure i put on them there um but those mature bucks they they won't right they're gonna go bed there's a giant swamp there's probably a 50 acre swamp that butts up next to the property I can hunt that's like kind of impenetrable and private land. So a lot of them, a lot of them could be hanging out out in there somewhere. But I think if I kind of stick to the outskirts, keep the pressure on this side of the Creek, keep that little sanctuary, maybe I'll get some mature bucks to kind of like hang out there during the daylight more. And I've kind of noticed that already this summer in my cameras. So I put, cell cameras out lithium batteries and i haven't gone back in there literally it's like 50 50 daylight pictures to nighttime pictures with all these two and three-year-old bucks i've been getting photos of so um i'm hoping that trend kind of continues and you know you get a lot more day ac daylight activity i would feel like walking in there on october 25th boy, you'd really have a lot of confidence. I'd have a ton of confidence, Ooh, you know, Yes. as opposed to hunting bucks, you know, with pictures from, you know, 10 o'clock at night or whatever, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. But th that's no, what I I'm think that's a great plan. Yeah. I think that's a good plan. Not mess it up because like you said, it's a good spot, um, but it's not a big spot. You know, yes. it's not vast. Um you know, it's, you could get in there and mess it up, you know, pretty easily. Pretty easily. So, yeah. The smaller these places are, the easier it is to impact them, you know, and, and, and mess them up, you know, hunting Northeastern Ohio. I said this a thousand times, 40 acres, 50 acres, 60 acres. Like that's the type of parcels we're hunting. So it's, you know. Don't worry, I got your back. When you get all crazy, wanting to go in there, I'll reel you in. Yeah, I was gonna say, I, <laughs> I will. We'll see. I can sit here on this podcast and say this <laughs> stuff, but we'll see what happens. You know, we'll see how it really goes. Yeah, but, we'll lean on each other to, uh, you know, put the leash on each other and pull us back in. And um, absolutely, you know, we'll keep talking on this podcast to kind of talk through those situations and feelings and yeah i think this I this podcast, I know everybody just it'll be fun venting. 
yeah, when the season gets going and we got some stuff to talk about and, oh, I saw this buck or that buck, I got this photo. Like, what do we think we should do? It'll be fun kind of walking through that stuff, I think. But, um, Absolutely. John, we're at an hour right now. I guess let's just kind of end it with, um, you know, what is your, like, what's your goal this year? Like, your, like how many deer you want to kill? Like, what age class, a specific buck, like what, what's the, you know, what's the plan, like the goal, I guess. Sure. Yeah. Um, I think the goal every year for me is to get at least two deer. Um, I succeeded last year in doing that. Um, so two to three deer this year. Um, I think, so the goal this year, three deer, and, um, really, you know, idealistically something to hang on the wall. Um, I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm just not going to settle for something that's going to, you know, be in the one twenties, one thirties. Um, like I said, I've, I've been there, I've done that. I'm just, it, for me, it's not what I want. I want something a little, uh, score a little higher, a little older deer, you know, I put all this effort in and we keep talking about it. Um, I'd like to, uh, reap the fruits of my labor, you know, so two big does, um, and, and, a you know, buck to be proud of, um, for, for, for myself. Um, that would be the way to go for sure. Um, well, I, I wish you luck, nice. man. I think you're going to do it this year for sure. You're due, man. Yeah. You, you you're due. It's going to happen. I've had this, these same, I've had these same goals. What the last, I think it's the year three now where I haven't taken a buck. Just, I just let them pass. You know, like I said, this goal is yearly. Um, and if it's not, <laughs> you know, if the buck isn't, what I want it to be, I'm not settling, you know, I'll just shoot an extra doe and be happy. Um, you know, it's just, that's what I want. So I'm not going to settle. <laughs> I'm going to be disciplined good, and it's just, you know, I, I will sleep great at night. <clears throat> um, yeah, I'll get frustrated and worked up every now and again. Um, but you know, that's my story and I'm sticking to it. Right. <laughs> if, if you're going to have, if you're going to have a goal, if you're going to, if you're going to, you know, hold out for a certain age class or a certain size buck, you just, you gotta be cool with eating tag suit, man. You know, you yep. just gotta be cool with like, that oh, just didn't happen for me this year, you know, but sure. I'd say my goal is I want a four year old, you know, I'm, I'm an age guy over like an ant inches of antler guy. Um, I want a four-year-old in Ohio and I want like a, a two-year-old or a three-year-old in Kentucky. I would like to kill two bucks this year in each state or one per state, I guess. And then take a couple does in, you know, early season here in Ohio. And then when it starts snowing, I'm done, man. <laughs> Sit on the couch. <laughs> we'll Come see on. how that works out. Yeah. No, I get into that late season stuff, man. I, I like hunting late season. It's just tough around here, man. It's tough. 
you know how it is. It's it's fun, man. It's cool. Uh, late season is very cool. Um, it is extremely challenging. Um, I know, you know, you can look back and be proud. You know, I know I've had a couple of days where I went out and it was probably not the best decision, but I did it anyways. Um, you know, I know we sat that one late season and I think we walked out and got in the trucks and it was like 12 degrees. Brutal. Yeah. Woo wee. But we can look back and be proud that we sat, um, in, you know, wind chill, 10 degrees, whatever. Yeah, man. And, and, you know, got tough and we were ready. I need to get one of them puffy jackets like you got. You keep talking about. I need to get one of them. Yeah. You need one. Yeah. Whether it's down or. um, Synthetic or. Yeah. But that mid layer to get, you know, it's a little poofy, but boy, it really, it, it's a proper insulator for sure. Yeah. I need to get me one, but yeah, man, I'm excited. I hope, I hope we all score big this year and, um, you know, all our dreams come true. I guess I'm, I'm pumped, but staying, I guess the, the moral of the podcast is just stay, uh, you know, um, disciplined, um, hunt smart, hunt smart, not hard. Right. So like, yeah, you know, make sure we're making good decisions going in and have calculated strikes at deer that we want to kill. Um, and I think, I think we'll be all right, you know, and, and the times that it's not going to work out, let's go, let's go have fun. Let's go learn some new properties. Let's go kill some does somewhere else. You know what I mean? But definitely we've got contingencies, so let's use them. You know, we're not pot committed on one spot. Exactly. Exactly. But well, you got anything else you want to talk about here? I'm just excited. I'm just excited and kind of riding this high. Um, yeah, I'm just, it, it's going to be awesome. It's going to, I'm counting down the days. I'm thinking about it all day. Um, when it gets here, it's going to be exciting. Um, you know, I'm, I'm excited for the first call for one of us to be like, Hey, what are you doing? Can you drive out here? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just smoked him. I just dropped him. Oh, I can't wait, man. Oh my God, that's going to be special. But, all right, man. Well, I'm happy we were able to do this and and thank you guys for for joining in. Uh, John, tomorrow we'll keep score and loser buys lunch. How's that? That'll work. All right, man. Um, Yeah, thank you guys again for joining uh, and and listening. Um, You know, really appreciate all the support we've gotten and all the views and the comments, um, on YouTube and, and everywhere else. So like, seriously, from the bottom of our hearts, thank you so much. You know, you guys are the reason that we sit down and do this and deal with all this computer technical crap all the time. (laughs) It's such a pain, (laughs) but, but we, you know, we love it. We love the interaction. We love, um, sitting down and, you know, putting our thoughts on record or whatever. So, thank you for tuning into that if you guys like have anything specific or questions or ideas for us to talk about a really good place to um get a hold of me uh is 
on our YouTube channel, Buckeye Bowhunter. You know, watch a video, leave a comment, or on my Instagram, Buckeye Bowhunter. So, um, yeah, again, thank you for tuning in. And uh, we'll see you guys on the next one.